Hey y'all and welcome back to Gimme the Creeps with Abby and Daniela. Hello everyone. Happy New Year. Here we are again. Happy New Year. Like like Yaya and Big Fat Greek Wedding. Here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> we found her in the neighbors. Yes. That's Back us. Again. <laughs> so here we are. Take it away. That's so funny that you say that because I was going to start out this episode with that the that one of the words in the title is derived from a Greek word. You're joking. How are no, we? No, I'm not. I do Are we twin flames? <laughs> we are twin flames. Oh. Speaking of, I wanted to do an episode on that. Ooh, cult. that would be very helpful. I don't know. Oh yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. The cult, the twin flame cult. It's on Netflix. I think. I have never heard of them. Damn. Jess Sanchez actually sent me the thing of it, and she's like, "Dude," Ooh. and I looked into it. And I watched some of it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Damn. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I'd never heard of it. So if you do cover, it, I will be looking forward yes, to that. It is on the list. Hmm. So we've been covering a lot of heavy things lately. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would spice it up a little bit. I was going to do... Oh, also, did we skip last week without knowing? Yeah. No, we knew. I mean, I said it in the episode, but I did not put anything on Instagram being like, happy holidays this yeah. week or whatever. I legit uh, thought two weeks <laughs> had passed in between since you had said... Oh, Weird. I was like, wait a minute, what's happening? (laughs) And now we are here. Yes, and now we're here. So I was going to do winter cryptids, and then I was like, wait a minute, I've already done this episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something completely different. So here we go. On April 8th, 2024, North America will witness a total solar eclipse. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to do solar eclipses. How fun. Yes. Um, for those of you who I, I mean, I hope that you know, but a total solar eclipse is when the moon moves in front of the sun to cause daytime darkness in a chance to see the sun's corona. And there was a solar eclipse this past year, which mm. I did get to witness a little bit of. I told you, right? Jeremy thought he died. No, did you tell me? I don't I think I would remember this. I could have sworn I told you. What the fuck? Okay. Mm. If, if we've already talked about it on this episode, just skip forward. <laughs> <laughs> so that day, uh Jeremy was working on the car. Mm-hmm. And like he was underneath it, and mm-hmm. he had no idea that there was going to be a solar eclipse. He had no idea. And um, I was at home. Emma was just home with him, but he was under the car changing the oil, and he had been freaking out, um, like worried about it because he had gotten new little things where you can drive up, like ramp mm-hmm. you can drive up to to lift the car. Mm-hmm. Um. So he was like, "Man, I hope these are the right ones. Like they are the right. They're cor- they're the correct weight. Like to hold yeah, the car. Up. To hold it." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "It'll be fine, babe. Whatever." Well, <laughs> he said that he really changed the oil and everything, and he gets out from underneath the car and he looks out into the street and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like he said that he thought he was wearing sunglasses, oh. and then he could see. The apparently the shadow that the sun was casting like through the trees or whatever is in the way, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to it literally looks like the eclipse, like it's the shadow of the eclipse on the Mm -hmm. ground. Mm -hmm. And so he had never he didn't know that anything was happening. So he was like, what? Why does everything look fucking weird? He (laughs) walked out into the street and was like, did I? die <laughs> what how legitimately he was like it looked like the twilight zone out there i was about to say what a twilight zone like yes moment. yes Weird. he legit was like did the car That's crash creepy. Me? 
No. Car crash. No one is around. That's so yes. Yes. So he was like tripping and he like ran inside and Emma comes out of her room like, what's the matter with you? (laughs) He was like, oh my God. Oh my God. He was like, I thought I died. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, where is anybody? Is anybody there? What is going on outside? And she's like, dad, it's a solar eclipse. She was like super teenager about it. Like, just (laughs) like he was insane. She's like, okay, weirdo. Yeah. And then she just walked back into her room and shut the door. That's so funny. Well, having an existential crisis. Right? I mean, that does feel like a very jarring moment to come out and everything's changed. You're like, something's different. Yeah, it was creepy. (laughs) Uh, I even, I knew what was happening, but it still was like tripping me out. I was like, should this, should it look like that? Like, should it be this long? Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah, it looked like. didn't die. An atomic bomb had gone off. That's what it looked Ooh. like. Everything was deserted. That's creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> so that eclipse was, um, I don't remember what the word is, but it wasn't a total solar eclipse. Hmm. So this one's going to be total. and Blackout uh, situation? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So... The last time that a total solar eclipse happened in the U.S. was on August 21st, 2017. And the next Mm. solar eclipse, uh, or the next total that can be seen from the United States, or I guess North America, um, will be on August 23rd, 2044. Mm. So seven years ago, the path of totality was relatively like remote in like remote a remote area but this time it's gonna pass in like in the middle of um, metropolitan areas mm-hmm. and only from within this path it'll be possible to witness totality for up to four minutes and 26 seconds and apparently del rio is in this path i think a lot of like I, San Angelo is too. Um, but I know that Del Rio is like investing a bunch of money. Like the city is investing a bunch of money because they think that there's going to be like an influx of people coming to see this solar eclipse. Oh, wow. And I was like, uh, why are we, I don't know. It just was weird that we're, that they're budgeting for that, but whatever. I don't know how cities work. <laughs> so, um, after all of this, uh, like after I remembered about the solar eclipse happening and shit, I was like, this is going to be like the perfect episode topic. It's not too deep or crazy or anything. So, um, we can actually laugh a little bit this time instead of just being sad the entire time. <laughs> so throughout history, a variety of mythological interpretations existed about what caused solar eclipses. Traditions from around the world imagine the eclipse is everything from the sun being eaten by monsters to an intimate meeting with the moon. Um, so I'm going to go through the mythological side first and then uh, touch on some Ooh. like actual and this is like different perspectives from around the world um obviously not all of them and then i'm going to go into like actual phenomena that happens that is like scientific (laughs) it is still really cool yeah and then at the very end i have a very interesting story about Mm. uh, an eclipse that happened in mexico in i think the 90s but um We'll talk about that later. But okay, so here we go. In Vietnam, legend has it that a giant frog or toad swallows the sun. Its master, the Lord of Han, uh, then convinces the frog to spit it out. And I guess that's whenever the eclipse ends. Um, in Javanese mythology. When I first read this, I was like, they misspelled Japanese, but it's Java. So in Javanese mythology, the god of darkness, Batara Kala, swallows the sun. 
and Javanese villagers tried to make Batarakala release the sun by offering sacrifices and beating drums. In Andean mythology, a puma devours the sun. To prevent the sun's death, the puma must be frightened away by the screams of children and the cries of animals. And according to Choctaw legend, a mischievous black squirrel gnaws on the sun, which uh, a squirrel, I don't know why it's a squirrel. And in the U.S. Northwest, the Pomo people's name for the solar eclipse is Sun Got Bit by a Bear. They tell a story about a bear who goes out for a stroll along the Milky Way. The bear meets up with the sun and the two begin to argue about who will move out of the other's path. The argument turns into a fight, which is the eclipse. And that is probably one of the cutest stories I've ever heard because I'm picturing. I love thinking of the animals. Yes. Like I didn't picture a, like a angry bear. I pictured like a cartoon. Playful? Yes. Yeah. Like a playful bear. Yes. The traditional belief of the Kuwaitol people on the Western coast of Canada tells that a sky creature swallows the moon. And Korean eclipse mythology involves, this is actually really cool, involves fire dogs that try to steal the sun or the moon. On orders from a king, the mythical canines try their best to capture the fiery sun or the ice-cold moon. They always fail, but, but whenever they bite either orb, an eclipse happens. So I think that's fucking cute. Like it's just so cute. dogs chasing a ball. You know what I mean? Yes. In the sky. Yes. So they can never hold on to it. It's like the mm-hmm. moment that they just have it in their mouths for a second is when the eclipse is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So in ancient China, it was commonly held that a celestial dragon attacked and devoured the sun. In fact, the earliest word for eclipse in Chinese, she, I think it's she, means to eat. And to frighten away the dragon and save the sun, people would bang drums and make loud noises. A lot of cultures have the <clears throat> the way that they get the sun to come back is they make a shit ton of noise, which I had never heard about. Interesting. <laughs> In Norse culture, the evil enchanter, the evil quote-unquote, Loki, is chained by the gods. He gets revenge by creating wolf-like giants, one of which swallows the sun. Another of the giant wolves chases the moon, trying to eat it. When one of the wolves caught either of the shining orbs, an eclipse would result. It's almost the same as a Korean. Mm Mm-hmm. From the Navajo perspective, eclipse are a time of renewal and a manifestation of the cyclical, cyclical, cyclical. No, I think you're right. Cyclical. A relationship between the sun, the moon, and the earth. The old traditional knowledge of the Navajo people recognizes that it is dangerous to look directly at the sun. Navajo elders strongly instruct their community to go inside during an eclipse to ensure people don't look up at the sun. Traditional Navajo people sit quietly and in reverence, a practice that is grounded on their deeply held respect for the cosmic order. Some people will choose to look at the eclipse using protective eclipse glasses, but that decision is up to each family or individual. In the Uwalai oral traditions of Southeast Australia, the sun is known as a woman named Yi, and the moon as a man called Baloo. Baloo from the jungle. Um, Yi falls in love with Baloo and chases him across the sky. Yi tells the spirits that hold up the sky that if they let Baloo escape, she'll plunge the world into darkness, which is a total solar eclipse. And a medicine man would recite magical chants to combat this evil omen. So apparently the the chants would bring the sun back. Hmm. 
In German mythology, the hot female sun and cold male moon are married. The sun rules the day and the sleepy moon rules the night. Seeking companionship, the moon is drawn to his the moon is drawn to his bride and they come together to create a solar eclipse. That's nice. Oh, I thought of that too. Um, there's a couple other ones that have similar stories. In Tahitian myth, the sun and the moon are lovers who join up, which is the eclipse, but get lost in the moment and create stars to light their return to normalcy. <gasps> Romantic. Uh, the Inuits tell of the sun goddess Malina, who is chased across the sky by her brother, the moon god Igalik. Occasionally, he catches up with her for a brief moment, and everything goes dark. That's her brother. Okay. <laughs> um, the Maya of Mesoamerica observed and recorded eclipses in accordion-shaped bark paper books called codices. The Dresden Codex, named after the city that houses the original document, records eclipses or eclipse prediction tables for both solar and lunar eclipses. The Maya were able to predict solar or eclipse seasons, although the precise location where the eclipses would be visible was unknown. Today, Maya people bang pots and pans to make the sun and moon release their embrace. I don't know what it is with the noise, though. Like, I don't know. I know, like they, to be heard from the heavens, I guess. I guess. I feel like it reminds me of like when dogs are fighting and you think like a loud noise is going to make gonna help like- you. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it does not work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ancient Greeks had a different spin on this celestial event. They believed that eclipses were a sign that the gods were angry with humans and that the sun would abandon earth, bringing untold misery. The word eclipse actually comes from the Greek word meaning abandonment. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Yes. Um, The Inca worshipped Inti. Uh, the all-powerful sun god. Inti was generally believed to be benevolent, but solar eclipses were understood to be a sign of his wrath and displeasure. In Transylvanian folklore, an eclipse occurs when the angry sun turns away and covers herself with darkness in response to humans' bad behavior. Girl, I feel like you do that a lot more often than once every how many years. (laughs) Uh, This one's fucking cool. In Hindu, the demon Rahu Rahu, Rahu, uh, disguises himself as a god in order to steal a taste of an elixir that grants immortality. The Mm -hmm. sun and moon sees what Rahu is up to, and they report his crime to the god Vishnu. Vishnu slices off his head before the elixir can slide past his throat. As a consequence, Rahu's head turns immortal, but his body dies. <gasps> so the demon's head continues to move through the sky, chasing the sun and the moon out of hatred. Every now and then he catches them and swallows them. But since Rahu has no throat, the sun and the moon fall out the bottom of his head, Ooh. returning brightness to the sky. Isn't that crazy? That one is pretty yeah. Um, according to Amara tradition, an eclipse means the sun is sick and near death. The Amara people will light fires on hillsides to warm earth for the brief period when the sun could not. Ojibwe and Cree people have a story that a boy or sometimes a dwarf named Tekabis seeks revenge on the sun for burning him. And catches it in a snare. Various animals try to release the sun from the trap, but only the lowly mouse can chew through can chew through the ropes and set the sun back on its path. It's an interesting the, one. The underdog, the mouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the Batamaliba of Northern Tongo and Benin, 
an eclipse is caused by fighting between the sun and the moon. When an eclipse occurs, the Batamali, oh, the Batamaliba, maybe I said that wrong earlier, comes together as a community and tries to end their own fighting as a way to encourage the sun and moon to do the same. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chippewa of North America shot flaming arrows towards the sky to rekindle the sun. And mm-hmm. the Bella Coola people of Canada figured that the sun was just a little clumsy and occasionally dropped its torch. That is so cute. That's adorable. So, um, also, of course, uh, weather during an eclipse has interesting theories as well. Oh, shit. Uh, has interesting theories as well. Like the fog or dew or other precipitation resulting from an eclipse was considered dangerous. And mm. uh, um, so Alaskan natives believed that the moisture and dew could cause sickness and dishes were turned upside down um, and affected utensils were washed. I don't. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, the Japanese thought that poison would drop from the sky and that it covered their wells, but it was literally just regular rain. I don't know. And in Transylvania, they believed that eclipses could cause plague, which I feel like back then, anything they would think would cause plague. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. So even today, people still hold some fear regarding solar eclipses. As recently as 2010, during the near annular, that's the word, uh, Mm. which is very large partial eclipse, out of fear, people stayed home. Few were on the streets. Restaurants and hotels saw a dip in business. Many customers preferred not to eat during the event, and most schools closed when students did not show up. And I feel like that's what happened this past eclipse. Like people just wanted to be inside. Ooh, superstitious. Yes. Something, just something about it. Yeah. The mysterious eclipse. Yes. And in Cambodia in 1995, instead of screaming and banging during a solar eclipse, soldiers shot into the sky to scare the mystic dragon from the sky. No, what the fuck? Yeah. And it was reported- Yes, it was reported that the only scattered casualties were from the bullets. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. In Baja, California, 1991, astronomers were surprised by the weeping and wailing of hotel staff who were terrified terrified by the onset of darkness. Mm. Um So there are many more examples, but the human response that stands out the most is related to pregnancy. Huh. Many ancient people worried that an eclipse caused pregnancy issues such as blindness, cleft lips, and birthmarks. Even today, which I know Hispanics are really big, um, (laughs) really big on superstition, but this one is, I remember this one. Um, Mm. Pregnant women are sometimes warned to stay inside, not eat, not carry sharp objects, and not eat cooked food from prior to the eclipse. And the one for Hispanics is during an eclipse, you're supposed to wear a safety pin over your belly or like on you. And that is supposed to protect the baby from the eclipse or from anything. The powers of the eclipse. But I don't know why a safety pin. Like I don't, I don't. And something else about wearing red, I think. But uh, so some say that the baby superstitions date from the Aztecs who believed that a celestial beast was biting the sun and the same thing would happen to a baby if the pregnant mother watched. Mm. Crazy. So, um, <laughs> but not, not everyone is afraid. Uh, Bohemia's miners, they believed that the event, uh, what is it called? The, the event predicted good luck in finding gold. Like, it, that's what it meant. And um, I guess that was, like, the best day to find God. I don't know. Uh, 
<laughs> and some North American Indian tribes believed that an eclipse was simply nature's way of checking in with the sky, perhaps a sort of clean, a cleaning house sort of thing. Wow. And uh, the sun and the moon temporarily leave their places in the sky to see if things are going all right um, on planet Earth. Like they're just peeking in at the same time. That is cute. <laughs> We could see the blinds moving, in other words. Right, yeah. <laughs> you just peek in like, okay, everything's still fucked up. All right, let's go. Yep. <laughs> just same old, same old. Nothing to see here. <laughs> so apart from traditional beliefs about eclipses, there are a number of different unusual phenomena that have been observed during eclipses as well. <clears throat> For instance, the so-called eclipse shadow band anomalies that occur as the sun passes behind the moon have been recorded by astronomers over the years. Researcher J.L. Codona described them thusly in a 1991 article in Sky and Telescope. The bands resemble mysterious gray ripples are the mysterious or no, no, no. The bands resemble mysterious gray ripples um, are sometimes seen fitting over the ground within a minute or two of totality. The bands are initially faint and jumbled, but as totality approaches, they become more organized and their spacing decreases to a few centimeters and then their visibility improves. After totality ends, the bands can reappear and become progressively fainter and more disorganized until they disappear. Shadow mm -hmm. bands seem to move perpendicularly to their length but this is also or this is only an illusion it stems mm -hmm. from a lack of features that allow the eye to track motion along the length of the bands that is mm -hmm. so it was suggested by Codona that this particular anomaly may likely result from a twinkling effect resulting from the appearance of the solar crescent that appears very thinly just prior to and immediately after the total coverage of um. the sun by the passing moon. Mm -hmm. uh, Codona said that the focal source of the light anomaly was likely atmospheric turbulence as little as a few hundred feet above ground. Mm. Like Another unique phenomenon associated with, ecli with eclipses is the Elias effect, Elias, oh, okay, yeah. In which minor changes in the behavior of a fulcult pendulum occur as the sun passes behind the moon. In 1954, uh, economist Maurice, oh yeah, Maurice Alice, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I'm so sorry. Um, was experimenting with pendulum over the course of a 30-day period, during which he observed and recorded their movements. During this time, an eclipse of the sun occurred, under which conditions Alice noticed that the movement of the pendulum appeared to quicken. Although the effect was very minor, it was nonetheless noticeable and has allegedly been reported several times over the years, despite there being controversy over what precisely caused the so-called Alice effect. Mm. So going back to ancient times on at least one occasion in history, uh, an eclipse was even believed to have brought an end to a war mm. in his histories. Herodotus, Herodotus, Herodotus <laughs> wrote of a prediction uh, made by Greek philosopher Thales, who lived between 624 and 547 BCE, uh, that a solar eclipse would occur on the date of May 28th, 585 BC. According to Herodotus, a uh, day was all of a sudden changed into night. This event had been foretold by Thales, uh, the Melisian who forewarned of it, fixing for it the very year in which it took place. The Metis and the Lyadans, Ly, 
Lydians. There it is. The Medes and the Lydians, when they observed the change, ceased fighting and were anxious to have terms of peace agreed on. So basically, this dude said that this eclipse was going to happen. Nobody believed him until it fucking happened during this war. And when the enemies saw it happen, they were like, well, fuck, you know, he was right. Let's, he's, he's powerful. Yeah, he's powerful. Was it looked at as like a threat, you think? Like, oh. Maybe, like he really could do Or just to trust him. Yeah. He could be trustworthy. Yeah. So it's giving Road to El Dorado when the, when the, oh my God, that is exactly what it is. Starting up. <laughs> Holy shit! We've been expecting you. <laughs> oh my god! We finally have the origin. I know, right? Miguel and Tulio. <laughs> the stars can't do it. Not today. We. I literally said that you earlier. Did. That's so. That funny is before so. We started funny. recording. Weird. We're we on are, it today. We are on it. Go so, on. though the celestial event brought an end to the conflict between the light. Lydians and the Medes, Medes, I, I can't. Uh, it's well known that the ancient Greeks studied solar eclipses and other celestial phenomenon, and were adept at predicting them. Mm. So, total solar eclipses are a cosmic coincidence, indeed. How else do you explain that the moon is four hundred times smaller than the sun, but also four hundred times nearer to us? I don't, I saw this quote in one of the articles I was reading and I added it in here, but I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, eh, I'm really bad at math. So I'm just going to put it in there. Um, so this makes the only two discs in our sky appear the same size. It would not be the case if either were larger, smaller, near or farther away. In fact, over time, our moon will travel travel further from Earth, and we won't experience experience the same phenomena. So I feel like we're pretty lucky that we get to be able to witness it while it's still happening. Yeah, you know what I mean? That is weird. Yeah, how it just works out that way. Yes. Um, of course, now we understand the science of eclipses. We no longer tell stories to explain why the moon or the sun went dark. Still, mm -hmm. there's a certain magic to these stories, isn't there? Perhaps mm -hmm. the romance comes from knowing that all is well with the sun and the moon. So um, I'm going to give some fun facts and then I'm going to add a little something extra. So the fun facts are when the moon completely blocks the visual surface of the sun during a total solar eclipse, viewers can remove their eclipse glasses. And a total solar eclipse is the only type of solar eclipse where eclipse glasses can be momentarily removed. Mm -hmm. Don't wait too long now. Put I know what I was going to say. You might want <laughs> With to my luck. Oh, though. no. Yeah. <laughs> wait too I would long. forget. Yeah. Damn. Or I would, oh, I would just, I would do it too early or, you know, whatever. Something fucking stupid will happen. <laughs> and then I'd be yeah. like fucking Donald so be Trump. careful. Just staring at the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> So another is when a solar eclipse reaches totality, nocturnal wildlife sometimes wakes up thinking that it's nighttime and non-nocturnal wildlife might think it's time to go to bed. They said, damn, what happened? Yeah. They turned the lights out. They were like, whoa, what? <laughs> I'm still hungry. I'm not finished. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just picture I'm like a sleepy little fucking groundhog like. I know, waking up, squinting. Yeah. Where are we? Mm -hmm. So I wrote all of that up, and then I found a very interesting article. It's um, It pissed me off at the end because, of course, there's like back and forth that it's not real, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking throw it in there because it's still, and I know you love some mm -hmm. UFO shit. Hell yeah. So, on July 11th, 1991, a total solar eclipse occurred from the Pacific Ocean to Brazil, passing over Hawaii, Mexico, Central America, and South America. In Mexico City, Mexico, thousands of people were out to get a look at the rare celestial event that day. Two of these observers were Guillermo Ar Arraguin, 
a television executive, and Jaime Mausan, a journalist, who were shocked to notice a bright disc-like metallic object hovering in the sky and were able to videotape it easily as they had already been taping the eclipse. So they sent the tape to... Okay, so yeah. So Jaime, who produced, directed, and hosted 60 Minutos, which is Mexico's edition of 60 Minutes, mm-hmm. um, they sent it, or he's he got a hold of it. So when the he showed the footage on TV... When this footage was shown on TV eight days later, it started a deluge of other others calling in to report that they had seen or videotaped the exact same thing during the eclipse. And that's when Jaime would say, the telephone lines blew up. I mean, 40,000 calls at the same time. Then the system was completely shut out. We received more than 15 videos, and we now know for sure that at least seven of them, we can see that the same ship that was recorded by Guillermo it was the same one. Like, I guess it was the only seven of them were like legit. So it would turn out that many thousands of people had seen the mysterious object and all of them described the same metallic shining object with some reports stating that it merely hovered in a stationary position while others said that it moved around while leaving a vaporous trail in its wake. And there were also mentions of the thing having three blinking lights on it. After this, it seems that whatever it was disappeared as the sun emerged once again to to bring broad daylight. Among the many people sending in videos of the thing was 19-year-old student Eric Aguilar, who saw it while videotaping the eclipse from a rooftop with his friends and girlfriend. He would describe it as looking like a white point of light that got bigger and brighter as they watched it. At the same time, about 60 miles from Mexico City, a businessman named Luis Lara videotaped an object that was identical to the one on Aguilar's uh, footage. And he was convinced that it was not a star, explaining that there were some sort of dark shadows under the object. Um, the, The Briton family also filmed a similar object in Puebla, 80 miles from Mexico City. And they described the object as pulsating and having a strange wave-like disturbance behind it. It is unclear if this was the same object or a different one. In total, there were over a dozen videos of what seemed to be the same object from different angles and distances, making it one of the most videotaped UFOs ever. After the appearance on Sisenta Minutos, the UFO sightings were all over the news, uh, becoming a sensation in Mexico and sparking a mass hysteria. This was only further fueled when a similar object was spotted just two months later at a military air show at Mexico City. On this occasion, an engineer named Vicente Sanchez was filming the air show when he noticed something very bizarre up in the air with the planes. He would say it, he would say of it, I was following one of the planes and saw a shiny dot in the camera. It didn't fly like a plane. It was undulating. I didn't know what it was, so I let the planes go off and I focused more on the shiny dot in the sky. What I saw was a bright round object about 10 meters in diameter. It was made of silver, was shining very brightly, and reflected the sunshine a lot. The object appeared undulating and moved around quickly. Excuse me. Um, The object would be seen again in the same air show a year later, this time with the disc descending rapidly to seemingly vanish into thin air. At the same air show in 1993, it was seen yet again this time apparently flying in close proximity to a squadron of helicopters. It was not clear if these sightings have any connection to the mass sighting on July 11, 1991, but at the time, many were linking them and even claimed that they were the very same object. Over the years, various footage taken on July 11, 1991, has been debated and analyzed, and one astronomer by the name of Tin Pritney was given a pretty good argument that it was all down to the planet Venus. Um, as evidence, he stated that the object can't be conclus- 
conclusively shown to be moving in any of the videos. The alignment of the object in the footage in relation to other celestial objects shown in some of the videos, such as Mars and Regulus, correlates to the position of where Venus should be, and and the object disappears when the sun comes back out. Most damningly, he points out that not a single Mexican astronomer of which there would have been many recording the eclipse reported any UFO or anything out of the ordinary at all. According to Mm. Brittany, the videos only appear to show something truly strange because of camera artifacts and the fact that there are no uncropped videos of the object, which makes it all appear even more mysterious. Like there literally could be somebody manipulating it from another vantage point of the video. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, despite such criticism of the videos, many still believe it to be a good UFO evidence. And some have gone and taken it all to a new level of weirdness. One of these is a couple by the name of Lee and Britt elders who believe that the UFO appearance during the eclipse was not only aliens, but the whole incident was prophesized by the Mayans more than 1200 years ago. The elders claim that through various ancient documents, they have deduced that the Mayans predicted that the aliens would arrive in the area of Mexico City on July 11th, 1991, as harbingers of world change and cosmic awareness through encounters with masters of the stars to usher in a new era that will rise on the ashes of the one before. The couple even made a whole series of videos talking about it titled Messengers of Destiny, Masters of the Stars, and Voyagers of the Sixth Sun. And it all revolves around this supposed ancient prophecy and the July 11, 1991 UFO over Mexico City. Brittany has a lot to say about the elders and does not mince words at all when he says of what he calls their pure bunk for sale. Not only do the elders state that Venus was a UFO, but they also make a profound statement that the Mayans predicted the arrival of the UFOs. Exactly when did the Mayans predict such an event? The elders state there are several ancient documents that state this. However, if there are any basis for such, is there any basis for such a claim? The elders rarely, if any, if ever give details, they seem to explain, expound on on new age mysticism trying to link statements from various documents in order to create some strange prediction to meet their needs mm-hmm. are their statements correct are their sources documented or are their source documents accurate the credit the credibility of the elders is important to understand how accurately they represent the ufos shown in the videos so despite a wealth of evidence that Venus was the likely culprit in many of the videos, the elders went out of their way to create a story that describes alien visitation. The mixing and matching of Mayan and Aztec myths and then trying to make some form of prediction made by the Maya is another case of the elders trying to deceive the viewers of real facts. The Mexico City Eclipse UFO story is nothing but a new age myth generated by a couple of con artists who rely on the viewers to be uninformed and willing to believe in the most ridiculous claims. Damn. Um, yeah, he went off on them. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, makes sense. I mean, yeah. So the Mexican Eclipse UFO has been the source of conspiracies such as one that states the United States government knew about the event in Mexico but tried to suppress it so that the public would not panic, which is supposedly why the story failed to produce even a blip in the American news. Um, According to a report from the site, Cool Interesting Stuff, there was a Kremlin report that supposedly not only mentions this, but also that the incident of July 11th in Mexico City put the Americans on alert for a quote-unquote war against UFOs. Damn. Based on or near the continent of Antarctica. <laughs> mm. The site says 
a report circulating in the Kremlin prepared by President... Oh, fuck. Someone's last name I can't say. By Russian Space Forces, 45th Division of Space Control, says that an upcoming Licky... Licky? <laughs> Leaks... <laughs> uh, release of secret U.S. cables details that the Americans have been engaged since 2004 in a war against UFOs based on the based on or near the continent of Antarctica, particularly the Southern Ocean. According to this report, the United States went to its highest alert level on June 10, 2004, after a massive fleet of UFOs suddenly emerged from the Southern Ocean and approached Guadalajara, Mexico, barely um, 1,000 miles or 1,600 uh, kilometers from the American border. Prior to, the, prior to reaching the U.S. border, however, this massive UFO fleet is said, is said in this report to have dimensionally returned to their Southern Ocean home base. I don't understand. So mm. the fears. Oh shit. I need more water. <laughs> the fears of the Americans regarding these Southern ocean UFOs began. This report says during the unprecedented event of July 11th, 1991 referred to as seven 11. Get mm. out of here. <laughs> When during the solar eclipse, these mysterious aircrafts appeared oh, by the hundreds over nearly all of Mexico, even their capital city. Oh, oh Most notable about the event of 7-11 were that as <laughs> millions of Mexicans were watching on their televisions, the national broadcast of these UFOs over Mexico City, the American media refused to allow their people to view it. <gasps> <laughs> Is there any – I feel like there was a TikTok about shit like this. That's so creepy if true. How would right. we know I don't, what's yeah. being kept or whatever shown or whatever? They so, might have signs when all the ships are rolling in on the news. I wonder if that's why Spooky. that's in there. Because AI, is oh my god. I swear they're going to be using AI to make fake news stuff and oh, I freaking out, that. clogging up I the highways. doubt that. It's just panic – that sucks. Anyways, yeah. go on. So, is there anything to this? What was going on here with this incident? Was this an otherworldly presence, celestial gods on some mission to fulfill a Mayan prophecy, or merely the planet Venus in mass hysteria? Hmm. How can we account for so many sightings? Were they all misidentifying a mundane phenomena? Whatever the case may be, the July 11th 1991 UFO over Mexico City has gone on to become one of the most widely witnessed and most videotaped UFOs encounters there is. And it remains a curious case in, the, oh my God, in the annals, annals, right? <laughs> annals. In the annals of <laughs> UFOlogy. UFOlogy, yes. Damn. Yep, there it is. Hear me out. Wouldn't it be so fucking scary if, because the size of a ship is pretty big, like looking in the sky, like a UFO mm-hmm. picture, a general mm-hmm. size of it. Imagine if the actual planet was disguised as a planet, but then it all lit up one day and started moving around. The whole planet of Venus just, it. all of a sudden they're like, what, that planet's not in orbit correctly. Why is it, why can we see it? And why is it moving closer to Earth? Dude, like any of moving the stars in. could just... Right? Just light up and activate and come in. Well, and then that's I feel creepy. like that's why people trip out when they see like shooting stars and shit. Or like That's why this planet needs to get their act together, like country versus country and all this BS, because in the end, like if there is something bigger than us out there, yeah, like what, how how are we gonna stand a damn chance? I mean, according to Independence Day, We're America not gets Air America demolished. Stupid. Damn. Um Who knows? I still have yet to see a UFO. Like not not anything. I haven't seen anything. Gotta go stay out in the desert for a couple of days. Talked about this where there's no lights. We could just go to Comstock and we can go to the Pegasus Bridge. That shit is awesome. 
it is pitch yeah, black out there. You know, miles. Yes, like you can see the Milky Way. Like you can see. Uh-huh. That's awesome. All kinds of shit. It's beautiful. I haven't taken some binoculars out there. <gasps> My brother got a telescope for Christmas. I'm gonna borrow that Ooh, shit. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. He gets high. And he might get freaked out. Well, <laughs> I think yeah. it's something crawling on the planet. He legitimately gets high <laughs> and just talks nonstop <laughs> about the sky, and I'm like. I he's all sis I could have been an astronomer and I'm like (laughs) yeah you definitely could have been an astronomer brother lol well that's fun we all have that childlike wonder within us yeah yep that is true I am very much a look at the moon person I know dude and look at the sky and look at this little ant on the ground and look at this little ant <laughs> That's also me. That's where that is my definitely you. Is. Wow. Um, oh, real quick before I forget, the freaking so the moon in a lot of these cultures and societies that were uh romanticizing like this eclipse situation, I for some reason get feminine energy from the moon. So the fact that the sun is portrayed as like the feminine part like character in the mm-hmm. stories is, is mm-hmm. so interesting. For some I, reason, I just think of like a male being the sun and like the woman being the moon. That's funny because that's exactly what I think too. But like mystical I think, and romantic, and I think that ancient people thought fiery meant feminine or light, like or, light and warm and light. Like it brought like life. Lively. Yeah, maybe yeah. That, that could be. Huh, and that's like women. You know what I mean. But then, like, the moon rules, like, the ocean. Oh, maybe that's true. That's yeah. what makes the, the gardens grow is the sun and the harvest strong yes. is the sun. Yes. Okay. That Demeter. makes more sense that way. Demeter comes out meets the sun. Ah, oh, yes. Mm. Interesting. But, yeah, but then, like, our periods and stuff, like, I don't know. I just think about the moon constantly now. Like Yes. Man, that's funny that you said that. I was going to re- – I just remembered I was going to read this meme that Kelly sent me. Um, we need to be following the moon more it says men are so quick men are so quick to dismiss astrology but if your dick bled every time the moon was in waxing gibbous I bet you'd (laughs) suddenly be real interested in the patterns between the planets and our lives (laughs) absolutely I mean the the fact that the moon controls the waves of the ocean because of the gravity and stuff yes There's some power to that. And it has something to do with our fucking period. That is, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. I love the moon. Though I will say, every time there's a full moon, I I feel some type of way. Like, I literally feel like energy is leaving my body. It's weird. Oh, leaving. Like, I feel so fucking drained when there's a full moon. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's probably because it takes everything for you to not go out and act wild on the full moon, maybe. Maybe. So instead of you acting out on it, it just drains you and then it literally I feel like it pulls my energy out and gives it to the crazies. Oh, maybe. They're they're the ones sucking it up. Yeah. Because like the the bad luck or like the negative ideas of what might happen on the eclipse was giving like full moon, like when people have bad superstitions about the moon or they say like there's crime is crazy or or I don't know what they, whatever statistics, I don't even know. Those are off the top of my head, but they say the full moon brings out certain situations that aren't typical. So that's weird too. Yeah. There's like a whole like um, stereotypical thing about like psych wards and shit on the full moon. Oh. hospitals in the full moon with the energy and the chemicals and mm-hmm. i believe it that's that's something that might come back to not necessarily like just egg theory but the idea that we're all connected because we're made with energy. from the same matter, matter energy, yeah the yeah. same the same matter and energy that was that made celestial bodies that made yes. you know isn't it beautiful? the earth we live on it's so interesting that we're like connected to flowers growing but also like planets entire planets yeah look at us getting to that perspective it's and they say atheists aren't you know (laughs) people who wonder about this kind of stuff or or believe in anything some people don't believe in anything and i mean i'm just 
I'm open-minded to all the possibilities, right? I mean, there Mm -hmm. has to be something. I love to hear it. I love to hear all of these different things, all of these different, like, uh, beliefs Uh, and shit. I just want to hear. I just, I like to... Yeah, I just like to. That's what's so beautiful about it is that all of these civilizations throughout history were looking up at the same sky and coming up with what they thought was going on. And that's what's so nice. And like I said, like in the end, we could be all against each other. Like the human race could have all these like different sides to them and us fighting. But in the end, like the planets are huge. And whatever ends up happening to our planet, we're all one planet. Like, come on. Yes. That's where it gets sketchy. And people are reminded like how small we all are and how connected we all are. It's like we should all be afraid of whatever's out there or whatever when it, it's put in that perspective. Yes. What blows my mind is how like Korea and um, where is the – like Norway or whatever, they're mm-hmm. far away from each other, right? How did they mm-hmm. come up with basically the same fucking story? For an eclipse, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that crazy? Yeah, how we all like can think the same and not have even met each other, or yeah, like it, it's crazy. Like it, it, it blows my mind. Like how I don't know. It's just it blows my mind. And people who are close-minded to like evolution or things like Pangea, how we were all literally one big landmass. And so then people are confused about certain species existing on two separate sides of the world. And then we have to remind them, remember, we were all connected into one big landmass. Mm-hmm. So animals have split up and evolved in different ways, but they are still very similar or related. Yeah. It's so crazy how everything can be explained. But people, some people are just like, well, no, because the Bible, you know. Mm. Or things like that. It's like have an open mind because even if you believe in God or whatever, you can just say he is the reason for how science works if you want. But at least have an open mind to learn the truth about things and don't be in denial because that's the downfall of a lot of us is being closed-minded or just being stubborn and not willing to learn or accept that others believe differently or whatever. Yeah. It makes me sad that people don't. Open their minds a little bit more. And then they teach their kids to be that way too. And it's like, come on, we Mm -hmm. thought this was going to be the generation to embrace a certain way of thinking. But it just – it goes to show that throughout history there's always just going to be people who disagree. But at least we're moving towards a more progressive way of being. I like to think, even with all the pushback, open your mind a little bit. It's possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. No, it's uh, amazing how – I don't know. As I grew up, I never understood how people didn't open their minds as they got older. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, it blows my mind just how many people are so closed-minded still. Mm-hmm. I mean, within reason. Within reason. I'm not yeah, saying I mean, everybody believes they can fly or anything like that. Right. But, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm just immediately closed off to the idea of something being different than how they've known it or how yeah. they've learned it or what yeah. they're used to or what makes them feel safe or comfortable. And it's not about them. It's about the world and how it's changing. If yeah. the fish that you know we came from decided to not come out the ocean, we'd still be that fish right now. Yeah. Right? And there's some old fish in yes. there that are like that crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Just thinks he Risking can walk on land. Yeah. Like, well, I have these feet. What do you want me to do with them? Mm-hmm. That's just what happens. Like species just change and evolve through time. I believe in signs. Where's that? Mm-hmm. Nacho Libre. Oh my God, Felicidades. Felicidades. He gives him a quick little baptism he before sure the. Does. That part fucking. I almost pissed myself laughing the first time I saw it. I love that movie. That will lift anyone's spirits. Dude, for real. We watched <laughs> one time I'm fine with someone playing a Mexican and not Yes, because I love <laughs> Jack Black. I love him so, so much. He's such a delight. He really is. I love him. Um, I better not what before some shady shit comes out about him and I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, no. It'll kill me. It'll kill me. Honestly, it seems like such a pure... Soul, he does, so. but he also, I feel like back in the day, he might have been a little bit too touchy-feely. I don't know. Oh. I don't know, I don't know though. I don't know. He might have been just a decent human the entire time. I really hope to God. But anyways. 
That brings it back around, though, because his mom worked for NASA. Holy shit, she did. She shit. I found that shit out. brought it back in a circle. That is so crazy. Yeah, that's a good connection there. It sure is. I was going to tell you, we watched uh, Machete Kills the other day. Oh, shit. I've never seen that. Is it good? It's fucking funny. It's, like, meant to be, like, a shitty movie or whatever. Gory. Yes, very gory. Um, but we were watching it, and Steven Seagal's in it. You remember Steven Seagal, right? Oh, Jesus. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's in it, and he plays a Mexican. And, no. Uh, yeah. And uh, he speaks a little bit of Spanish in there, but some of the shit, some of the shit <laughs> he said, I was like, I told Jeremy, when he prepared for this role, he watched mm. Blood In, Blood Out, and fucking Nacho Libre. Like, oh, you think? I, That's- like. The accents were near identical. I oh, literally man. had to like double take because I'm like, that sounded exactly like Jack Black as Nacho. At least he put his back into it. Yeah, he did because a little bit. But he some of the shit too, I'm like, he literally sounds like he's trying to mimic blood in, blood out. And I was like, oh, it might actually have been the whole point because that movie is oh. you can tell they're <laughs> like acting a certain way. <laughs> like it's meant to be like corny dumb but it was mm-hmm. i was like he prepared by watching this shit <laughs> that is so funny well action star steven mm. seagal one of his movies one of the scenes i literally laughed until i cried and it wasn't even like a funny scene like he's just the Playing entire it up. he just the doing, drama yes the absolute most for Action no fucking reason shit, rolling on the ground and shit it's like up. a montage of him like <laughs> training to to like oh he's like course. building up his stamina it is the fucking mm-hmm. funniest thing i've ever seen i'll have to send it to you <laughs> oh my god i literally just opened facebook mm-hmm. and so i was gonna talk about something that's in here and I said blood in, blood out, and the Comic Con, the Comic Con here that's going to be in San Angelo. I got a sponsored ad that one of the dudes from Blood in, Blood Out is going to be at the Comic Con. There you go. They have that little phone's got its little ears out. It sure is. But anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's good. No, that's literally is. Um, we we're back. This is how we, we rolled out the carpet for this year. So good job. Way to start it out light and for me to bring it back down to the dark. Of um, course. <laughs> I got, we've got to stay realistic here, but, um, but also inspired and motivated to do better and do do right by each other. But um, in terms of the moon and stuff, so April is of this year is when that's going to happen again, huh? Yes, it is. That's um, going to be something to see. Apparently people have eclipse parties, like watch Ooh. parties, and I think that's fucking cool. I'd never heard of anybody. That would be fun. Yeah. If you liked that. Unless somebody loses their mind up it in there like and then you're on the, the day. You know what I mean? Like, true. I don't know. You hear about that uh, cruise that's going for nine months? Absolutely not. I would never do that shit. I think the tickets are going for like sixty five thousand. Oh, and there are people that are lined up. They're on there. I think you can do it for partial months, but could you imagine being on a ship for nine months with the same group of people? And (gasps) I would hope that they would like. What is it? That's great for the social butterflies. (laughs) What? What? Where did they? I was gonna say, where did they like tie up? At? Doc, yes. oh tie up! But they I thought dock. of Buff from <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my gosh! Fucking Buff. <laughs> Damn. I think that's the word. But anyways, <laughs> well, good luck off. to them during the eclipse because they'll be on the ocean. And that's a Monday. I don't see anyone having. <laughs> a party they might maybe they can uh, ask off ahead of time now that we know the eclipse is in april got some time to plan that's fun well i did not know about any of that so that is very interesting and i love a good mystical spiritual connection to planetary bodies so very cool and um next week we will be back with something else so stay tuned give us a follow safe during the yes i mean it's in april obviously but stay safe during mm. the eclipse pregnant women wear that safety pin 
just in case, I mean, it can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Don't let, I, I would not be the one to stop someone. If they're walking backwards into the casino, I'm not going to tell them not to. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let them do their thing. That's fine. And whatever. Experience they can get. <laughs> you know, people say it's the placebo effect when something goes right or wrong. But sometimes if you manifest that, believe in something. You never know. It'll put some power yes. into it. We're going to manifest all kinds of shit this year. All year long. Yes. That we are limitless. We have to remember that we are limitless. We can do whatever we want, whatever we feel like. Whatever we put our mind to. Exactly. So with that being said, we will catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for all your support all year long. And thanks for joining us again this week. So did we give you the creeps?